Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tales Held Dear. We are a group of improvisers uh, who do storytelling and role playing, and we're recording this episode in front of a live audience here in Berlin at Berlin Podfest 2023. Let's get an applause from the audience. Woo! Oh my God! I am Jacob Wolflefton, your host and game master for today. Games master? Game master? Yeah, I don't know. Um, we're going to go around and introduce the rest of ourselves, starting here. Hi, my name is Rodan Sebastian. Are we introducing characters as well? Uh, no. We'll no, okay. Rodan yeah. Sebastian. I'm um, Tatiana Molenko. Um, I'm Carl Clancy. And Marina Neuwerf. Great. Um, this is an actual play show, an actual play role-playing game show. Uh, can I get a show of hands for anyone who does not know what that means? Cool. Okay. Welcome. Uh, yeah, thank you for coming and trying this interesting and uh, odd format out. Um, basically, we play role-playing games, if you're familiar with, like, Dungeons & Dragons is the classic example, but there are many others. Um, it's improvisational storytelling with guidelines for how to tell the story. There's some rules, and then we have dice that we roll when we need a moment of, like, random decision of, like, do you succeed or fail in this? Um, and it, it uh, allows us to to tell interesting and surprising stories. Um, anything else that, I think that's, that's my pitch. So um, thank you so much. Uh, first of all, I have just a couple of short announcements for us. Um, there's something we have to say for PodFest, which is that this is recorded live at PodFest Berlin, supported by WonderTax. Tax returns made easy. Um, so there you have it, check. Um, we, for those of us who are catching this later on the podcast or on YouTube, uh, we will return to the show um, in two Sundays, Sunday the 29th at our regular time. We'll post it on social media. Um, and then uh, going into the end of the year, we're going to have a little bit of schedule irregularity and we will let you know um, what that looks like. But we're going to have some interesting games uh, and stories for you. Um, and also, this is something that we talked about as a troop, and we just want to put this out there just because uh, this is happening at an event in Berlin, and in the world right now there's some um, uh, complicated uh, and difficult topics going on, and we want to just let everyone know that there's a call for a general strike on October 20th to stand against the ongoing genocide and apartheid in Palestine, and so if you have the ability or the, uh, the desire within yourself to um, support that. Um, that's amazing, now you know. And so uh, with that, we're gonna get back into um, our program. We're playing Numenera by Monty Cook Games. Uh, it's a very custom world that we're playing in. It uses a 20-sided die for decision-making. And when we come to a roll, we will inform you uh, how that's gonna work and for the players as well. Um, it's October, uh, and we happen to be doing this special episode, so it's a little bit of a spooky theme. It's not going to be like horror or anything, but a little bit of a creepy vibe for you. And um, without further delay, I would like to get into it and invite you into the world of Dios. This is a world where for millennia and millennia, longer than you can possibly imagine. Civilization after civilization has built itself on the ruins and the bones of other civilization, picking through the pieces of the, uh, the detritus left behind to build their new world, to pick out artifacts and uh, not knowing what they do, repurpose them for other, uh, other uses and other reasons. And we see this planet, it's scars and shapes from many different histories, and we zoom in onto the Tsodorum Mountains region, which is a, a lovely, beautiful region of, of tall mountains and deep valleys and lush greenery and uh, lively and interesting people. And in there, there's a small valley with a little city called Sildefen, and Sildefen is on a little hill inside the valley, surrounded by windmills as the wind cuts through, picks up the, the energy from that. It, the, the city itself is sort of spiraling rings around this hill and um, uh, spires and towers from 
civilizations past that people have moved into and repurposed, and then new pieces of the city have been built on top of it. And out in the outskirts, there's like an aerodrome and sort of these lumpy and misshapen airplanes with propellers and big glass uh, bubble canopies sit there. And uh, the people go about their day as public transportation, which is sort of the um, uh, like walking uh, uh, multi-legged um, buses sort of move down the street. Where did they come from? We don't know, but they were here and we know we can drive them and ride in them. And so this is the place where we are. We uh, move to um, the edge of the city. It is the festival of Avnad, which is an autumn festival, uh, one of um, harvest and uh, celebration, getting ready for the winter, but also um, putting on those heavy coats and wrapping up those scarves, and also leaning into sort of the fantastical nature of the world and dressing up in costumes, having carnivals with uh, different rides and stuff. And down at the edge of the aerodrome, Next to the city is a fairground, and the carnival has moved into the fair today. And we're going to meet our um, heroes, our protagonists of the story, as we're going to go through, and we're just going to start uh, with a description, introduction of your character, a description of who they are, and what type of ride or game or thing to eat that they might be seeking out at this festival. And we're going to start here with Cornelius. Hello. Uh, yes, um, I'll be playing Cornelius Marin, who is um, a real tall, big fella with a really big mustache. Um, and he's also wearing like a leather, like snakeskin duster coat. Um, and is just a very, very present man in this. And if he's at this carnival, if there's anything where you can shoot things, like, you know, shooting skill things, he is there and he is winning the biggest teddy you can get or whatever it is. <laughs> Incredible. There is there is a booth there. It's one of those sort of like air air rifle uh, booths and it has, you know, that stack of cans and you're supposed to be able to try to knock down as many cans as possible. Um, but as everyone knows, the cans on the bottom have a little bit of extra mm, weight put into them, and so it's a little bit difficult to knock them over. Uh, Cornelius, I would love to invite you to make the first roll of the game. This, The way that this works is I say a challenge uh, level for this, and then um, Cornelius is going to test a skill against it. And so the challenge level for these um, is 15. You can spend effort, if you would like, to reduce that, to tap into your skill. And also, if you have any training with weapons, uh, you can use that. I... Oh, can I... Can I use my impressive display? Oh, wait, no, that wouldn't ha actually ha matter. Um... I'll... You know what? I'm going to use my might pool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're going to spend a little bit of effort to try to line up this shot. Yeah. Go for it. So you spend, I think, two, two from yeah. your night pool. Bringing it down to 16. Yep. And bring bring the it down. Sorry. Bring the challenge down to 12. Exactly. And now I'm just going to try. So you focus and it's a four. Ping. <laughs> Miss. None of the cans fall over. What a waste. What a waste. Um, so while Cornelius is doing that, nearby uh, we have Dale. Hi, I, I'm playing Dale Briscoe. Um, also kind of a burly middle-aged dude with a, a less impressive mustache. Um, he's uh, a divorcee. He's got kind of gray hair, thinning a bit, bit of a dad bod. Um, he runs an animal rescue center. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's been kind of dragged along to this uh, fair. Not really his type of thing. Uh, Dale would find himself, I think, over at the petting zoo area, just checking in on the welfare of the animals and stuff because sometimes these uh, carnival folk uh, don't always exercise best practices and such things. So he's just kind of checking out how all of that is, is, is being run. Amazing. There is uh, a pen of sheep there, and there is um, one, uh, one little sheep comes up. <laughs> 
and uh, sort of like is looking at you in, in interest. Uh, there's some grass or, or something on, on the ground on the other side of the pen, and it's sort of like looking at that and um, wondering if you're going to give it. Uh, I am going to do that. I'm going to okay. extend uh, uh, some grass, and as I do so, I'm going to check for any sort of ear infections or excess lice or anything. Yeah. Um, I would like you to make a roll for <laughs> me. This is in your sort of animal handling skill. This is not so hard. I would say it's a difficulty nine for you, but you're trained, so it drops down to a six automatically. I've got special skills in inspecting for lice. So a six, I'll just roll it. That's a two. <laughs> That's a two. <laughs> Hard to say, you know, this is a fair ground animal. It's a bit mangy in general, uh, but like, you know, it's young. It's been rolling around in the grass and playing. So it has bits of hay stuck in its its woolly fur. Um, hard to say, uh, but it appreciates that uh, food that you give it. Great. Okay, um, we're going to go over to Ruta and find out what she's doing. Uh, Ruta Laskava is sitting in the booth surrounded by her books, which is, you know, the books that aunties read, like, you know, the books all have on their cover, like romantic inside of the book is basically porn. Yeah. (laughs) So she's sitting in the stall of these smart books and uh, she's selling some of them. She's giving autographs if anyone asks them and she really wants to be done with this and round it up and get to the part of festival where she can like look uh, around and her eyes are right now on Dale and what he's doing was a bit of like observing. It is uh, the last person in your autograph line comes up to you, and it is an an older woman, and uh, she's there. uh, Full stack, the complete collected works of Ruta Laskava. Two copies of each. I'm sorry, uh, my friend couldn't make it today, and I was wondering if you would sign this. This one is for Judy Ann, and this one is for Sally. Absolutely. Oh, dearie, absolutely. Uh, I would like you to just make a simple speed test. Um, this is a level six, just to see if you're able to do this efficiently without wearing yourself out a little bit. What's my difficulty? Your difficulty is a six. Eight. Eight. No problem. You handily get through those and you're just sort of wrapping up as... That's not the first time I'm doing that. Am yeah. I? And they're, you are totally pleasant to them. And so um, they, they love it and they're, they're, gonna, they're lining up asking you, when's the next one coming out and all this. Um, well, I'm, I'm, wor- I'm working on something. And as that's happening, uh, you see a potential opportunity to escape. Your friend Victor walks by. What's Victor going to do? Um, so yeah, Victor is a youngish man, with uh, still in his, uh, as he usually gets out of bed without like realizing that he's still in his bathrobe, he's still at the fair in his bathrobe. Um, uh, and uh, right now he's on the trail of uh, the carnival barker of this carnival, because he's interested in oral traditions being a poet as he is, and he's interested, he's really a fan of this carnival barker, like he, he like the way, the musicality in his voice as he like, draws people into his tent is something that has captured Victor's imagination and he's just tr- stalking the carnival barker, essentially. What is a carnival barker? Uh, he's the guy who stands in front of the tent with some attractions inside and he's I like, step right up, step right up. So step like, right yeah. up, step right up. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, come and see this uh, amazing house of reflections you hear echoing out through the carnival. Okay, and uh, yeah, I, I hear his voice and immediately I'm like, oh, I can't make eye contact. And I try to find a way that I can like look at him without him looking at me. Yeah, and so you, uh, you move around to try to find the carnival barker, um, and there he is standing in front of a particular uh, attraction. And I'm going to, because for sake of this story, because we have just an hour in this format, I'm going to say that the... The group of you, along with some other onlookers, gathers there to look at this. And it is, um, it is kind of a uh, house of some sort. It looks like um, it wants to be sort of a two-story, if you can imagine an old Victorian mansion, but the, the eaves of the roof are like these curving uh, pieces of um, some sort of material metallic 
textured, unclear, um, definitely excavated from some other site long ago with a different purpose. But they have been constructed to curve up into this sort of claw-like shape at the peak of the roof. And while it is just a one-story building, it looks like when you get to it, the aura of it is that it sort of towers over you and there's this like you might hear thunder or lightning in the background and sort of an eerie vibe to it. Um, and uh, it is it does look though like the vehicle that it came in on unfolded and revealed this quite small little attraction that the carnival barker is standing there I would like you to make me a stealth check of some sort just to see if you are uh, unnoticed by him I'm going to say this is a difficulty 12 for you Five. Five. <laughs> he, you, you get there. You're sort of, you're trying to kind of uh, stick to the shadow in a way, and his eyes laser focus in on you. You, young man, step up, and you and your friends too. Please come gather around. Oh goddammit. it! He invites the, all of you forward. The rest of the audience is looking there. Uh, Emerald is there. Your uh, fiance there, standing there in um, like a, a deep blue overcoat, and their hair is kind of in this season uh, it's buzzed at the sides and sort of slicked back into one sort of long uh, blue stripe down their back um, and they are about to step forward with you when they see someone who they work with in the ministry and they're like Cornelius I'm gonna have to just wait outside for you if that's all right um, but go enjoy yeah I'll, I'll go with my uh, friends over here so the four of you step up and the carnival barker is like, he, he steps forward. He's uh, um, dressed in this sort of uh, beautiful gray and like this like gray velvet coat with crimson detailing. And he's got one of those top hats on. And he says, wonderful, some people to see our newest attraction. This is the House of Reflections. I would invite you for to come on in first. And when you come out, then we'll let the next batch in. So please, I invite you for free. I mean, this isn't really my sort of thing. I might just hang back. Uh... Come on, Dale. It's yes. fun. Come on, old man. Be a good sport. The kids are watching. <sighs> oh, okay. I guess if the kids are watching. Dale, uh, what's your name? Kyle Buck. Oh, uh, my name is Borno the Magnificent. <laughs> Dale, it's Borno the Magnificent. Come on, don't don't make me look like an ass. Oh. This man knows. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. I've, I've been roped in, I guess. So, um... Oh, yeah, I follow where great. Victor is going. <laughs> you step in to this house. The door <laughs> opens. You step into the, um, the old wooden floor. <laughs> The lighting in here is dark. Sconces on the wall have some sort of like flickering, arcanic, magical light. There's a musty smell. You, the door shuts behind you. And you're alone in here for a moment. This is my first time in one of these type of things. Is this, is this normal? What are we, what's happening? I, you know what? I'm just here for the fun of it. It's a carnival, dearies. I immediately, I immediately go up to the the lamps uh, that are flickering and try to figure out how it, what exactly their energy source is or whatever, and then trying to see like how this is this is working. Amazing. Okay, you are investigating the Numenera. Um, Numenera in this world, for those of you who are new to it, is basically the sort of. Um, Either it's technology or it's magic detritus left over from days long past. We don't know how it works necessarily, and so it may as well be magic, but some of it could be technology. Um, can you roll me? Uh, this would be a difficulty 12 roll, but I think that you're trained mm -hmm. in Numenera. Yes. Um, yeah, I have an understanding of Numenera. Great. So make a roll for us. Uh, so it's a nine is your target. Five. A five. We are rolling dog shit today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's hope all of the all of the bad rolls get out uh, now. Uh, <laughs> um, you look at this sconce on the wall, and honestly, the mechanism it, of it is unfamiliar, and you s you start to trace the uh, 
it, it seems like it's connected, like there's almost a wiring or, or a, a pathway of, of inscription on the wall that turns, joins a general pattern in the wallpaper. But without knowing what it is, your curiosity grabs you and you follow that and you start to penetrate deeper into this, this building. Anyone have anything that they want to do at the moment? Yeah. Uh, I act really nonchalant and act really relaxed as it's a carnival, but I would like to, just for my training on the background, to uh, look for like extra exits, windows, w what's up yeah. with this house. Yeah. Um, let's take that at a... This I'm house. good without this okay, thing. Great. This house is built to be confusing. The angles of the walls as you step into the next room are kind of at a kilter. All of a sudden you feel like, are we walking sideways? What happened to gravity? It feels a little bit off. You're getting disoriented in here. The difficulty of this would be 15. It's an intelligence test, so if you wanted to use effort... You could I'm skilled in sensing danger. Skilled in sensing danger. So let's make it a 12. 19. A 19. Oh, you Give me the plan of the building. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. The, the plan of this building, despite all of its tricks and illusions, is surprisingly simple. It is designed to look like a maze, but it is not a maze. It brings you in one direction. You pass through different rooms, like one room that seems to have a staircase that leads to nowhere. Another room that uh, feels like all of a sudden you're walking on the wall. Another room you step into it is not actually a room. It's suddenly like the ceiling is gone and you're in a jungle. You can feel this oppressive humidity and uh, the sound of thunder on the can distance and things like this. Can I try and figure out like what I have a, um, uh, the puzzles and patterns ability? Yes. And I also have a like deep distrust of carnival things since losing yeah. the shooting game. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been really, I should have been really good at that. And if everything's right. rigged, I right. want to figure out what's going on here. Well, the distrust doesn't get you bonus, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, it motivates me, it fuels me. But the puzzle thing, again, it's a difficulty 15, but the puzzle uh, sense brings it down to 12, and then you could apply effort if you wanted of intelligence. Um, I'm not smart enough to do that. Okay, <laughs> there you go. 11. 11. <sighs> You're so close. You know that there's a puzzle or a trick in here so close, and then um, you come to sort of a dead end in the place knowing that it's one path and then you come to the dead end and this is this is it this is the end of it there is um a hallway as a corridor uh same as the entrance corridor but at the end of this corridor there is a mirror like um waist high to tall uh it's that like faded silver um sort of tarnishing on the inside uh ornate frame gilded but peeling and a little bit cobwebs and and left there i mean it's in the name it is the house of reflections uh i am a little worried about that mirror because mirrors can be magical and i am wearing a disguise of on my face so i'm like oh, okay so i look in the mirror what would you see without the disguise on your face I am like eight years younger. I'm wearing a blonde wig on me. And under that, there is just shortish, dark hair. That's, that's me without the disguise. But it's and a physical wig, not magical. Uh, no, yeah. Yeah. You see just yourself in the mirror. Oh, <laughs> that's bad. I turn. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean what I, I no, it, just it, it, like as you're wearing like oh, okay. where you see your your what you put on the today <laughs> uh, okay. everything uh, as is physically present. Okay, this, fantastic. Uh, ah. This whole thing is a big okay. scam, isn't it? I would <laughs> like to uh, employ my uh, skills at sensing danger um, more from a kind of health and safety point of view is what yeah. Dale's thinking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'd like to do a roll on that, please. Okay. Give me a since you're at the mirror. Give me a it's a difficulty 12. Difficulty 12. Right. Four paranoics one walk into a house. <laughs> That's a nine. Can I expand an experience point to reroll that? You may. Nice. It's a 17. 17. You're staring at that mirror. And you feel like 
a sensation in your belly. Something is off. Is that the carnival food up in here? <laughs> <laughs> you think for a moment, you're like, is it the carnival food? And then you're like, no, this happened when I walked down the corridor and caught sight of myself in that mirror. How, how do I look? You look like yourself. Okay. In fact, the only person who um, anything is different for them and only them when they look in the mirror is Victor, who sees that their skin is a patchwork of holes and different sort of substance. Oh, wow. Lining up with those parts of your body that have the occasional chronic pain left over from your injuries in the war. Yeah, I mean, and also uh, that I feel the pain when I exercise any of my powers. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I see this and I'm immediately sort of like have a flashback to those events and I'm kind of stunned mm -hmm. and maybe I kind of like stumble back and fall down. Um, I want to catch him. Maybe we should explain for the any new viewers that, yeah, you do actually have holes in your body that have been... That was, I was attacked by some kind of bomb that resulted in parts of my bone, like, ho like my bones are Swiss cheese essentially and have been inhabited by a kind of extra dimensional force, which sometimes gives me power and sometimes just hurts. <laughs> Civilizations long past invented like bombs that tore apart reality and then when they went away, those bombs laid around and then another war came and people said, this looks like a good weapon, let's use it um, to disastrous consequences. You okay, Victor? Uh, no, do, 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 you, uh, do you see that in the mirror? Do you see, do you see the holes? Do I see the holes? No. Do you see the holes? Well, holes. My, uh, hey, maybe maybe we should get out of here. Maybe yeah, no, I think this is us. not a good vibe. I think we should get out. Let's. Can we just go out the front door? Where is the front door? I mean, back the way we came, right? Yeah. Easy enough. One of you knows the the way, Rita. Um, that way and to the left. Um, you see holes. Yeah, as I had this, uh, I had this accident during the war and. Um, like, I, I, I see these holes where... Well, that's interesting, because you're the only one who sees them. Yeah, there's can I them Can there. I inspect the... Like, so I, I kind of grab, uh, get some um, control over myself just enough to be like, well, what's... Like, figure out what's going on here. I want yeah. to, like, inspect the mirror. Yeah. I want with to man. lift Victor and be like, it's fine. It's okay. a carnival. Yeah. Can we move the mirror? Like, is it attached to the wall? The mirror is attached to the wall. Cute. Yeah. They know, like, people are going to come in and mess around with it. So it's very securely. It's the most, <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're like, oh, that's a mirror and it's hanging on the wall. This mirror is, like, nailed to the wall. Mm. Um, you can make a roll. I would like you. It's a difficulty 15, but you're trained in Numenera. So I would also tough. like to reduce that with uh, my intellect. So it's a nine. Nine. Thirteen. Thirteen. This mirror, you tune into it, you, you check in with your senses, your senses of being magically trained back in my land. Um, you check into it, and it is, uh, in fact, this mirror is a Numenera object, and it has some sort of specific function around dimensional, it reveals dimensional um, differences. Okay. So I, 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 I continue to lean on Ruta because of the yeah. strain of having this uh, thing, and, I, and I, I try to huddle everyone around, and, and I convey this that uh, that 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 is some sort of like dimensional portal here in in in, in this. A and dimensional in, portal. Can we go through it? Yeah. You reach a hand out to touch the mirror. But we could also not go through it. <laughs> I, I am, I'm touching that mirror. Oh, I kind of don't want to. Cornelius reaches a hand out to touch the mirror. Fingers go forward and boop, come into contact with glass. <laughs> Can I? No, I'm not going to punch the mirror. Ask it who's the fairest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we all know who that is. <laughs> we all do. <laughs> he has spectacular mustache. Um... What do you do? That's it. There's a mirror. It's basically a single path maze. You got to the end of it, and there you are. The end of it is a mirror. Yeah. House of reflection. So you go all the way through. You go all the way can, through. 
can a we bunch tr- of car doors and you get to a mirror at the end. Oh, this uh, entire carnival's rigged. I'm <laughs> glad we did not spend any money on this. Uh, let's turn back, I guess. I'm, I'm still scared by this mirror and I kind of want to smash it. Like, me, me kind of too, but also, like, it's not our property. <laughs> well, they didn't give us any instructions when entering this house of reflection, so... There's no sign that says, don't smash the mirror. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's what if we... Logic. I... Okay. I'm gonna... I I know it's nailed to the wall, but part of me wants to try ripping it off anyway. <laughs> Especially if there's a support. That's true. Thing I mean, you do it. You're very destructive. I, I know. So why, why don't I try? I'm gonna try. Can I try? <laughs> I'm <laughs> not going to stop course, you, yeah. but I am looking at you a little bit judgmental. That's fine. I'll take the judgment. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the face of a game master who did not expect us to try and rip the mirror off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Watch how he readjusts internally. <laughs> I love it. Uh, make me, a, again, we're going to just go with that lovely 15 number because of just the, the level of complexity of this house. Um, to rip this mirror off the wall. Cornelius is strong, by the way. Yeah. Um, th- are you trained in like strength skills? Um, I'm trained in aggression, but that's only melee, not hand-to-hand no, com- not hand-to-mirror in- combat. <laughs> it's not fighting back. <laughs> <laughs> Yet. Yet. Um, I'll use my. I'll use some more for my might pool. Okay. I'm gonna accidentally have no might left just because I'm trying to destroy things at the carnival. Oops. Are you going to collapse from exhaustion after trying to take this mirror <laughs> off the wall? <laughs> so it's a 12 now? It's a 12 now. Okay. Okay, out of seven, I'm going to use XP to okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just burning all the stats. This is to a just high move stakes the move. Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> oh, five. You know five. what? Never mind. It's not happening today. I have another idea. of. Uh, so I want to try using one of my powers that that uses the extra dimensional energy I have in my bones yeah. and, and, and see what that looks like in the mirror. Okay. Uh, so like I can use either ward or scan and I, I think maybe I'll, I'll do a scan of the, of the mirror. I would say you have used scan in order scan to, get to get an understanding okay. of what it was and you did not feel any sort of like uh, it, uh, with scan it's sort of like a passive sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could try to, if you make me an intelligence role, sort mm-hmm. of pump a little bit of your power into it. I would ask you even to spend a point from your intellect pool um, to put that energy from yourself into it. Okay. Yeah. And uh, do, do I have to roll for this? It would be 15, okay. uh, but it would I be... I think I'll, I'll try to reduce it again. Reduce it. Yeah. So you'd spend two to bring it to 12, yeah. and then you add an extra cost yeah. of one. And I have an edge of one, so that... Uh, it's, it's, it's taking, with your edge to account, it will take yeah. one point. So it really yeah. costs two. Okay. Mechanics. Oh, two. (laughs) Two. Uh, You put your hand against it, and there's almost like uh, the rest of you see this sort of like pulse of energy go into the mirror, and it's sort of like the reflection wiggles as if you've touched a very flimsy surface, and then it calms back down, and then it's just a mirror. I don't like after anything about this. Can we let's just let's just get out of here. Come on. After ev- everything you described about the mirror, it's not just a mirror. <laughs> Is it fair? I have a um no. I have a detonating wristband, but I'll put that back. <laughs> yes, let's use explosives oh. on the mirror in the fun house at the carnival. <laughs> Is this this could finally be time for me to use my mummified fish with feathered wings <laughs> in an ornate wooden box. <laughs> It is I know you gave me that for a reason. <laughs> it is exactly as it's described on the card. It is a mummified fish with ornate wings in a... Oh, with wings, in with feathered or- wings in an ornate wooden box. I hold it up to the mirror, yeah. wondering why I brought it to the <laughs> carnival in the first place. You swear, you hold it up to the mirror, and you, you, you watch and you wait for a moment. And it's one of those fish, you know those, like, uh, singing fish, the... The yeah. ones that <laughs> Billy Big Mouth Bass. Exactly. Okay. It's kind of mounted like that in this box. It has a clear like uh, glass front of some some sort of unbreakable, like hard to break uh, material. You hold it up. There's a moment where you swear. Did it wink? No, nothing. <laughs> it's, just, it's a fish. Okay. Let's just go. Let's just go. I'm over it. Uh, <laughs> All right, lead the way, Ruta. I, I am going to put a glass panel against this mirror. A glass panel? Yes. 
And what does this do when held up against a solid surface? The panel allows the user to I see through. I take uh, off my cat eye shape. Use the energy in this. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go get some funnel cake, folks. Okay. You go Victor, back to the entrance. <laughs> you go back through the haunted house, the haunted house, the, this maze with the, the house of reflection. You get back to the end. You open the door to step out. Nothing has changed. It's this. You've been in there for about 15 minutes, according to the clock here. <laughs> and uh, it, it is 15 minutes later in the day. And the crowd is sort of... There's no crowd there anymore. And the circus, uh, the, the carnival barker is gone. But there is uh, Emerald standing there, just sort of like waiting. Um, and you step out. Door closes behind you. And then you realize something is off. You're looking at Emerald. They have their back to you at the moment. They're normally very, very neat outfit. It's kind of in, in tatters. Their skin, which is normally like they're, they're not uh, a tan person. They're normally a bit pale. It's gray green they they turn to you and you see this face of of decay of 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 uh, mummification of rot and they look at you and they say oh there you are uh oh that's not good what what <laughs> what what uh, well, am i the only one seeing this no everyone sees this <laughs> Uh, Emerald is standing there looking fully zombified. And they look at you. And you look at each other. And you look fine, alive. And they stand there and nervously put their hands together and say, this is bad. Why are you here? Part, what? Hold on. What do you mean, why are we here? Why am I here? What what happened to you? Are you You must be Cornelius. My yes. fiance Cornelius. I, I'm glad you remember me. But you're like living. You're dead. Yeah. This is this is the the mirror world of of all of the the uh, the dead world. Oh. Oh, that's what this is? Oh my God. How did you get here? I don't know, but I want to go back immediately. Uh, well, I want you to go back. But why are you here? You're, you're alive in our world. But there's a, a there's a version of the universe in which I'm dead. Huh. Hold you on. You know this? No, why do you what? know about our version? We entered a house. <laughs> <laughs> well, my Cornelius and his friends entered a house too. <gasps> are they in our world? Oh, oh, no. That's not good. Oh, God. <laughs> See, we're not so prejudiced against the living, but the living. Oh, no. Emerald's I've heard stories. Freak out so bad. How many dead versions have entered that house? All four? Yeah. Oh, there is a dead version of me. I wonder will anyone notice that Dale is the dead version? <laughs> I don't have a very good skincare routine. She, like, leans. Hard to tell. Um, yeah, you write pretty good fiction, but for dead people, the kinks are a bit different, I think. <laughs> I need to learn more. <laughs> uh, regardless, this is, this is bad. Quick, uh, just like, can you go back? Yeah, yeah. we'll go back. back. I don't yeah. want to be here. Wait, 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 I need to find out what she writes about here. I look for her for the stall of the dead version of me. So you're going to just run <laughs> off into the <laughs> dead <laughs> carnival. Okay. Yeah. No, no, ruin it. Um, uh, hang on. The rest of you, are you doing anything? Do you try to... I'm just staring at Emerald. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just like... This is... Yeah, that's it. And I also definitely don't want to go and follow and step any farther into the dead world. I've just got my hand on the on the handle of my machete and just waiting for one of these zombies to make a move. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm I'm just yeah, trying to like see what the ad is like and like like see see what the differences are, cataloging things for like my notes later. Yeah, um, just very briefly, the air is crisp autumn air. There's a a hint of like that 
wet decay in it. Um, you sort of scan across the uh, the city of Sildefen is normally a, a, a hill that rises above the fairgrounds. You look at this and it seems to be like normally it's buildings and this one seems to be like if you took an enormous bird nest and upturned it it's just wrapped uh, it looks like it's wrapped enormous logs but there's so many so far away that they look like tiny twigs towering up with spires and spikes sticking out of them and you're in a valley and normally the mountains of the valley frame the city these ones feel like they're reaching up almost like teeth ready to swallow the valley whole and take the sky away but other than that it seems like a normal day i have a thought like if we are in this world where again like my energy is coming from then can i try like is emerald in any sort of bad shape can i like is does she need some healing well they're dead so <laughs> yeah exactly so like what would happen if i try to heal emerald with my healing touch are you doing this unannounced or are you just gonna, uh, gonna i'm just gonna like them. creep up behind her and be like <laughs> did they, i heal you <laughs> they okay i would like you to make a, a roll um it's it costs you i uh, i think you're uh, it's, it's one in one, one intelligence. One intelligence. That's no problem, and I think it's a level two, so it's yeah. a six uh, as the difficulty to try this. Can I try and Eleven. spot Rattan doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see Victor like just reaching out a hand. Because I will immediately be like, "What are you doing, Rattan? Uh, not Rattan. Sorry, Victor. <laughs> sorry, it, it, it's, it's only going to be good. It's healing. Oh, I'm healing. Oh, I don't know what would happen if you did that. Well, we find out. Wait, maybe we could try something first. I pull out my mummified fish. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try healing the mummified you pull fish? pull out the mummified fish. It's still a mummified fish, but it's like, hey. <laughs> it's I, home. I put away my mummified fish. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> what, 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 what? Hey. Hey, it, I just, hey. <laughs> hey, uh, do you, have you got a name? Bessie. Oh, hey, Bessie. Um, hey. Nice to meet you. Finally, I've been carting you around. I'm not sure why. Yeah, it's cool. You're fine with it. I don't. I think on the other side, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. So you're alive here. Bessie, is this your home? I mean, you want to stay here? The definition of alive is sort of weird. If I'm dead on the other side, and I can talk to you on this side. Also, like, which time period are you from that you were mummified in? What me? <laughs> yeah. I'm a. F I don't know. I'm a fish. Uh, yeah. Hey, what do you mean? What time? I got. I got a lot of questions for you. I'll try to keep it short. Do you have any special powers? Is there any no. reason why I should cart you around? Are you like magical or? I, I'm a talking fish. Of course, I'm magical. Okay, but can you talk in our world? In normal world? Do I talk in, in no. your world? No. Oh, I mean, I've, I've never tried. I've never said hello to you. Then probably not. Oh, damn it. Okay. Would you like me to leave you here or bring you back? I think if you step through the portal, probably, and do the switchy switch thing, then. I, it'll go back to the way it is, hopefully. Is that fine by you? I'm still talking here. Okay, see, that's how consent works, Victor, all right? You don't just go up and change people's state. I'm healing! I'm healing! You gotta ask. There is, uh, all of a sudden, a big, booming voice as um, the uh, you hear... Uh, what are you doing in my carnival? And you turn around, and there is Borno the Magnificent stepping forward into the empty area in front of this uh, this house. I I see my vision is that you're like staggered on the steps of it, and some of you are like leaning toward it, and others of you are in conversation with Emerald. And uh, Ruta here is sort of like trying to come down it and being like, I need to go find the 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 dead books. <laughs> um, and Borno steps forward. What are you doing here? How did you get into my carnival? Did you do have a ticket? Are you stealing from me? Borno, could I, could I get you to sign my autograph book real quick? <laughs> what? Yeah, I have what? like... Oh, no. It's new. It are you living? Are you... We so. certainly hope so, yes. Yeah, we'd like to say that way, too. Uh, this is... This is not good living people coming into my carnival and stealing things from me. We're not um, stealing nothing. We just came through your mirror, your crappy attraction. To, uh, yeah, sort like, of like dogs. The quality of the attraction, really. Him. Do not, do not insult the qualities of my attraction. Could have been a bit more of a maze is all I'm saying. Could have been a little sign saying like, hey, don't touch the mirror. You'll go to the dead land. <laughs> That's, uh, what? You touched the mirror? That shouldn't do anything. Oh. <laughs> well, then it's a mystery uh, as much to us as it is to you as how we got here. Oh, no. Uh, how, do, how are those dogs looking? Uh, those dogs look 
terrifying. They're like bigger, thicker, more muscly. They've got uh, where their joints end, there's spurs of bone coming out of them. Their teeth hang out of the, like come out of above the lip line. So they're just like too many teeth and little beady red eyes that when they look around trail these sort of like red smoke around and they're... My hand moves from the handle of my machete into my inside pocket where I always keep a couple sausages wrapped in tinfoil. Okay. Um, he, uh, he has this like uh, crossed piece of wood on his belt and he reaches for it when he sees you reach inside your jacket. Oh, no, no. I just got some treats for your, for your, your little babies there. You better be careful because you don't want to incite their hunger. No, I think what we all want is maybe just to get back to our own world. So if it's all the same to you, we might just double back on our tracks and say good day. Well, go in then. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Uh, nice to meet you, Dead Borno. You reach for the handle. Wait, do, does Dead Borno want any uh, messages sent over to Live Borno? Why would I want to talk to that loser? Fair enough. <laughs> Runs a carnival for the living. No, uh, nothing interesting there. Wait, so so like we on the living side, we like really fear death. Do, do you guys, you just like you scorn life. Yeah. Like, well, some of us, em Emerald is like, no, not not really. Like, there's some attractions to it. But um, uh, no, we, uh, I was going to say we have a life here, but that sounds weird. How do you keep the population under control? Surely <laughs> yeah. when people die in our world, they just keep on filling up this place. Or do they go, do they become alive when you, do you like, is the end of your death li life? That, that makes no sense. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're asking me like difficult metaphysical <laughs> questions. <laughs> Uh, and I just have to be honest with you. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Anyway, uh, the longer you stay here, the worse it's going to be for you. Uh, you reach for the handle, you put your hand on it, and uh, it comes off. Well, that's just shoddy workmanship. Um, there's a, oh, no. a puff of blue sort of smoke, and you see spiraling through the the where the doorknob was, this like roots or branch sort of like emerges from it and it's sort of like groping around like almost like a twining vine but uh barky and and dry uh it swing at it um <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to hack out that with my machete. Okay, make me a roll. I would like you to uh, roll difficulty of nine. Okay, I want to reduce that with some might. Yeah. Edge. So that's down to a six. Mm -hmm. It's a 14, baby. Uh, how much damage do you do with the machete? I think it's a two. It's a, it's a four. It's a four. You swing the machete and cut this searching vine right off at the edge of the door, very clean cut, and you hear just this shriek coming from behind the, uh, the, the house of reflections. And Borno steps back and he's like, no, 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 no. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And uh, you see emerging from just sort of like looming around the side, crawling itself. It looks like a merry-go-round or like some sort of carousel, but it's a tree where the core of it is this stout, fat, twisting trunk with all of these branches reaching out and uh, hanging on the branches made out of vines are various types of beasts that you might ride and it crawls its way forward. Uh, so that sounds like it's loud and my companions are in danger. So yeah. maybe I will stop my chase <laughs> <laughs> of the of the book. But maybe I was just very lucky to have already found the stance. Let's make a little roll for you. You knew where your stand was. So this is going to be a roll of a difficulty of six. Yeah. A detect spooky erotica roll. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's an eight. That's an eight. You get there. Uh, you see a pile of books. The um, titles are, they're different titles than you. Um, so far I came out, uh, came up with Bone Me Fondly. Yeah. <laughs> there's, 
there is just sitting there right right there is a book that says Bone Me Fondly. It doesn't look honestly like the best one of the books there, but it is front and center as you hear this shriek. And that's the one you grab. So I you can write in your inventory that you have one copy of erotic uh, undead fiction called Bone Me Fondly. <laughs> Is the beast blocking the door? Uh, it's coming around. It seems like parts of its vines are worked into the House of Reflections. Oh. Um, Borno steps up. He says, Feltzan, what are you doing? And Feltzan, this enormous carousel, turns and says, I desire the land of the living. I don't get enough from you here, Borno. You need you have not been holding our part of the bargain to feed me enough. And Borno steps forward and says, but you are forbidden from entering. And the Feltzan just takes one of its limbs and whoosh. And Borno goes flying, crashing into uh, some other carnival attraction. The, the canopy collapses around him. He's not very good at discussions. <laughs> the bargain. So, are you going through and take me with you? We'd like to go through, but like, what if we do like a little deal where you stay here a little bit longer and just chill out here? Yeah, what was and Bono we'll feeding you, back, you? Yeah, we can find you something. So, I do not deal. And uh, I'd like you all to just roll initiative right now. How do we do that again? Uh, I have a number, uh, the level of this creature. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to go at a 15, because it's a big creature. Um, and so if you roll above 15, you get to go before it. And if you roll before, you go after. I rolled 15. I rolled a 2. 15. 6, but I have an advantage on initiative. So that would be a, a, nine. a 9, or bring it down to, yeah. So um, basically. Uh, we're going to have Dale and Ruta go before this thing as it's moving forward. It seems like reaching limbs are, are reaching out to grasp you and to try to entwine you and turn you into part of its carousel ride. Wait, what? I rolled a two. Shouldn't oh, I go sorry. after? I missed it. Then yeah. it would be Victor and Dale. Yeah, I'm going to have another hack with my machete. Okay, great. Uh, I'm going to reduce the, the difficulty again, if I can. Uh -huh. So what do I need? You need a 12. 12. That's a nine. You swing and your machete sticks into its heavy limb, but does not seem to do much damage to it. Um, does it have a weak, like an eye or something that I can shoot at? Hmm. Um, make me a scan roll uh -huh. um, against its difficulty of 15. You can use your 18. intellect. 18? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you, you sense that um, inside the each of these uh, sort of limbs of it, it has kind of like um, a source of power, some sort of uh, crystal like Iotum Numenera power source that it has collected through mm. its uh, deals um, with Borno. And you think that disrupting those will uh, slow it down or defeat it. But this is like deep in its trunk or something. Uh, they're sort of like, like throughout it as if they're like little fruits and they're there's ah. like knots that it's grown around. And so you can sort of get a sense as you reach out with your senses of these like spots that almost sort of glow a little bit. Okay. Um, and so you could take uh, uh, an advantage on swinging at those. Um, I, I, I have a dart thrower. I just want to like try and shoot one of it out maybe. Great. Yeah. Uh, so it would normally be 15, but it's a 12 and I'll let you use speed um to uh for a ranged attack if yeah. you want to spend yeah. effort uh -huh. and reduce it to a nine okay nine yeah uh, three three <laughs> dart goes wide this room is bad luck this I'm room is really bad for our role i don't know what's going on um it's going to uh to go uh it's going to make an attack on dale and an attack on victor because you both attacked it and i'd like you to make speed defense rolls as it whips these vines toward you. 18. Nine. Nine. Uh, Victor darts out of the way. Dale, a vine wraps around you, <gasps> squeezes you. You're going to take uh, um, three speed damage. Yikes. Yikes. Um, now Cornelius and Gruta. Oh, uh, well, I see a vine uh, breaking Dale's uh, spine, and that's not good. I want to 
run towards this thing mm-hmm. and Wait, can i just shout out before that shoot the shoot the little nodule thing is that uh that's why the, that's the big spot shoot the what the the the, the little nodules that are growing on it uh can i jump on it yeah i would like to try to be on top of it yeah make me a, a might check um it's is big it's difficulty uh six to climb this tree difficulty six only yeah that's nice eight there you go <laughs> uh you're up on top of it do you want to make an attack with your action um, uh, i would like to get out my um war fan yeah and cut the vine that's holding dale okay great uh let's do it it would be you're on top of it i'll give you an advantage so it's a 12 to start with if you spend might you will reduce it to a nine i will spend might great Let's cut Dale out. 11. 11. Dale is freed, uh, no longer immobilized. And as you cut it, you watch, um, uh, you cut through, like, I will also say that you have a chance to aim at one of these sort of knots that's at the base of this vine. You cut through and this this sort of um, uh, ghostly energy spills forth as you cut through it and this vine comes open and Feltzan screams, ah, no, my precious souls. Um, That's not good. Cornelius. <laughs> I'm going to shoot at one of these knots as well. Yeah. With my rifle. Great. Well, what is it? It would be a 15. 15. I'm going to take it down to... 12. 12. Great. <laughs> Shot goes wide. Uh, oh, XP reroll. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Oh. No, good. <laughs> I've not rolled above an 8 this whole afternoon. <laughs> this isn't good, folks. Um, we go back to the top of the round with Dale, who's fresh, free, freshly freed, and Victor. Uh, I, I'll try to take on the shot at, at a knot. Uh huh. Twenty. Twenty. That is a major success. Um, you, uh, you do a lot of extra damage. So it's with a dart thrower. Yeah. Uh, you see in this thing as it moves, like its structure opens up, and inside there's a deep. Uh, like glow coming from it and you see like that must be a large collection of power that it has and you line up and this this slot it's sort of opening and closing and it's a very very hard shot but you line up and you use your dart throw and you hit the middle and you see this burst of energy the whole tree stumbles as it takes uh, I think your dart throw does two plus four damage for the the critical success as this whole thing stumbles you see branches fall onto the ground as it tries to pick itself up and it screams no Ark, why would you do that um and (laughs) i'm just hungry i want souls to eat and it turns uh and uh dale you can go as well this thing is weakened you have uh an additional advantage now so anything against it is starting at 12 not 15. okay i'll reduce that again to nine and I'm going to try and finish this this thing off by hacking straight at the the soul core. Mm-hmm. So I need a nine. Yeah. Oh. That's cocked. That's cocked. cocked. <laughs> Roll it again. Ah. That's a twelve. Well, you take your machete and you drive it deep into the trunk of this tree as its branches wrap around you and try to to grab you. Uh, it's struggling in its kind of like uh, throes of of. Uh, Undeath, death. I was gonna say death, but it's already—it's in dead world, so hard to say. Um, and uh, I'm gonna say that it lashes out. It's gonna lash out at um, uh, Corn. No, at Dale and sorry, Dale and Victor again because you guys injured it. So I'd like both of you to make um, checks against a twelve with your speed. Fourteen. Seventeen. 14 and 17. These uh, branches from it are clawing at you, scratching your skin, but it's all superficial um, scratches and, and injury, and nothing uh, nothing it's doing is actually injuring you at this point. It seems like uh, its potency is, is wearing out. Uh, as it struggles, the doorknob that it tore off the building 
Ching falls out of its uh, grasp from one of its vines and uh, rolls around. Um, and we come to the last part of the round with Ruta and Cornelius. It's still there. It's still trying to crawl toward you to the door. Like, no, the souls of the world of the living. I'm so uh, greedy. I mean, hungry. And it's reaching for them. Doorknob is here. The creature is there. I want to grab the doorknob uh-huh. and try and fasten with the door and try and open that door. Okay, I'm going to have you do a speed test. It's kind of against it, so it's a speed test of 12. Can you get the doorknob before it's reaching the door? I'm going to bring it down to an 11. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry um, to, to a 9. nine. Yep. And then bring my thing down to a 10. That's what it is. <laughs> I have one more XP point. Yeah. Surely. That was a 5, just so we That know. was a 5. Yeah. Surely this last... Please. Oh. It's just worse and worse. Cornelius, you dive for it's a three. this. <laughs> you dive for this. Uh, the branch grabs it before you can as this thing is sort of reaching its way. It's grabbing the steps of the building and the, trying to haul its wounded body up to the steps with the doorknob. And you hear the steps creaking and starting to pop off the building. Um, Ruta. I would like to reason with this thing. <laughs> okay, felt's done. Deary, it's not worth it. You have been fighting for a living, and it's not going great for you. There are way more people out there, and they know what's coming through this house. Uh, uh, but I will vanquish them and, and consume and plant myself and look you're uh, very slim don't ruin your figure <laughs> the diet is really working for you <laughs> you don't need more souls <laughs> can you make me a uh, social or uh, an intellect a role? body shaming role uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a 12 difficulty are you spending effort on this 12 difficulty of course i'm spending effort yes can i is there a possible to help action? Um, yeah, if you want to, you can also make an intellect roll to see how it... Hang on, I gotta check. Because I can use my positive social interaction to try and... Oh my god, you have help. positive... Yeah, you can absolutely, you just add your... What do you say to add your positive social interaction into it? What do I say? I, like, I'm just like, yeah, she's, she's right. Like, you know, why don't you just, you know, stay out here, do your thing. You'll get your souls, I'm sure. And it's fine. Like, just stay out here in the land of the dead where things are just going to be a lot easier. There's a lot more danger on the other side, actually. Like, we're just four people, but there's, like, way more weapons there that will kill you otherwise. What? Uh, make your roll with, uh, it would be a 12, you spent effort. Mm -hmm. And that drops it to nine with uh, the health. It's a six. <laughs> it's a one. Oh my god. <laughs> I think that's just the uh, negative effect of me helping. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it was. It's so cursed today. <laughs> that is a uh, critical uh, failure. Um, and so bad things happen. Um, it has the doorknob. It shoves the doorknob into the door. Opens the door. <sighs> This sort of sucking portal is opening up as it's reaching its branches in there and starting to climb its way in. Um, let's go to Dale and... Uh, I, it's a dog, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a second dog has entered the room. Uh, let's go to uh, Dale and Victor at the top of the round. This thing is wounded and dying. The door is open, but it is about to be able to enter with you. How many legs does this thing have? It has roots. Roots? Yeah. So like a whole mess of roots. Yeah. All yeah. right. I was going to maybe try and trip it up. No, I'm just going to continue uh, hacking and slashing with my machete. Okay. Uh, um, and I will ooh, I will again spend my... Yeah. So I need a nine or a six? With you it? need a Nine. Nine. That's a three. <laughs> what is it with the rolls, folks? I'm also going to just try and shoot yeah. it in its open core. Uh, nine. Nine. And you're spending, are you spending effort on it? I did not know. You did not. Um, are we all going to die? Is that what's <laughs> happening in this, in this kooky, in this kooky <laughs> side quest? Uh, possibly. We'll see. Um, <laughs> this is where it gets funny, because I didn't anticipate this happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and also we're getting very, very close to the end of our of our session here. So um, this thing, uh, it's not attacking you. It's spending all of its energy to get into here. Its branches are reaching into this house of reflections and starting to bust through it because this carnival ride is as big as the other carnival ride that it's trying to enter. And um, it spends all its effort trying to get in um, and you see the place starting to tear apart as it pushes its, its way into this, this dimensional portal. Um, we're going to go to Ruta and Cornelius. You have like one more chance. Did Victor act? Oh, that yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah you both missed um, as it, it spent its effort to get away from you, basically. Um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and hack at it with my broadsword instead of shooting it. You want to maybe not use the dice that you've been using the whole time? <laughs> well, yeah, apparently they're... <laughs> Can we feed this to one of the dogs in the room, maybe? <laughs> no. Banish it forever. <laughs> Um, and I have an acid on melee, so yeah, that so could that's, help me. It's a nine uh, to to attack this thing. All right. If you're spending effort. 19. Nineteen. Yes. That is also that's a success. You take your uh, your sword, you slam it into the thing, you pin it down uh, to the steps as this like tree trunk is trying to climb into a building. If you can imagine, that, <laughs> right? Uh, the building is half torn apart by its branches. You can see the corridor with the mirror at the end of it. The, the structure of this thing is much smaller than that maze. It is some sort of inter, like extra-dimensional space, but now it's been torn open. Um, you do that, and just as, as you do, uh, you, Borno steps forward. He's like, huh, you stopped it, but you, you probably have to go, because if you stay here in the land of the dead for too long, you might, uh, bad things might happen to you. get the feeling we're not welcome here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and bad things are happening. <laughs> yeah. in my, in my, my house of reflections, what have you done to it? I'm, I'm sorry, but I think you need to rethink your whole carnival strategy. I, I feel like this could be a blessing in disguise for you and your business. Yeah. <laughs> and you've my carousel. A, you've got a great voice. Really, you should consider spoken word, perhaps. Uh, that's a good idea, actually. actually. I've always yeah. wanted to. Lean oh. into your skills. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I, I'll have to consider it. Um, and Emerald uh, 